What if you're providing a malware solution to your customer and a virus gets through and your customer ends up infecting its own clients? Are you liable? Listen up. Hey, it's Brad Gross coming at you with another technology broadcast. If you're a service provider and you want to learn some things, give me a few minutes. You're going to learn a lot. Welcome to another technology broadcast. So every now and then, I depart from pure intellectual thought, and I talk about real cases in which I'm representing MSPs. That's what we're going to do today. I have a few cases right now involving malware-related incidents experienced by email recipients of customers of MSPs. Now follow me here because this stuff is happening more and more, and it's going to affect you. Here's the scenario. You're an MSP. You're providing a malware solution to your customer. And things are going along fine until one day your customer calls you and says, I'm being sued. Apparently, we sent an email to one of our own clients that had malware in it. And it wasn't stopped by the security solution that you, you Mr. MSP, are providing to us. And now our client system is locked up and they want us to pay for it. So we want you to indemnify us. We want you to pay us for the losses that we are going to now have to pay to our client. Sound crazy? I have three cases sitting on my desk right now involving that exact scenario. Three. And I expect more to come in. All of these cases, all of them involve a scenario in which the MSP is supposedly the protector of all things related to malware, but malware got through. MSP's customer infects others, and then the customer gets sued and looks to the MSP for coverage. What do you do? All right. To figure out if this is happening to you or if you think it could happen to you, to figure out what you're going to do, first we have to take a quick jump cut back to the day that your client signed your master service agreement, your MSA, and your statements of work, or SOWs. So you remember that day? Wait, you don't? Right. Might that be because you don't have an MSA? Might that be because you only gave them a proposal and a quote? You see where I'm going here, right? Might that be because you wanted to get the deal in the door so you didn't bother having the client sign an agreement? Might you be in trouble now? Well, maybe, maybe. But my first thought is this. If you are not having your client sign master service agreements and statements of work, then you need to correct that situation immediately. In this day and age, there is simply no excuse for neglecting your documentation, and there is really no excuse for failing to have your client sign the documents that you have, that, you're that, you, that you should be using to protect your company. Now, let's assume that your client did sign your MSA, and they did sign a statement of work for some sort of malware solution. What do those documents say about the scope of your malware-related services? Do they say, we will provide you with an industry-leading malware detection and prevention solution? Do they say, we will provide you with endpoint security designed to detect malware before it can do harm to the managed environment? I mean, right? Do they say things like this? Do they say things like, we will monitor your IT system using our industry-leading malware solution and alert you if any system abnormalities or malware are detected? If that's what your SOW says, right, if that's what your statement of work says, and if that's all it says, then your statement of work sucks. 
It sucks. Now, why do I say that? Because that type of, 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 of wording only tells your customer about how wonderful your solution is and what it can do, but you fail to say what it can't do. You fail to say what, even in a best case scenario, best practice scenario, your malware solution will not do. And you know what that is? It's a simple concept that every malware solution provider tells its customers. I mean, you know, take a look. Semantic, um, Webroot, McAfee, Huntress, all of them, great companies, and they all say similar things. They all say, we do not guarantee that all malware will be detected, prevented, or quarantined. They all say that no security solution is 100% effective. And they all remind you that certain malware may be capable of circumventing their solutions, and if that happens, they are not responsible. Now, if the big players in, in the game are saying that in their agreements that you're signing with them, then why aren't you saying that in yours? Why are you agreeing to that kind of disclaimer with the, with the upstream provider and then reselling or providing the same solution without passing that disclaimer through to your own customer? Answer, because you're a dope. Okay, you're not a dope. The truth is because you didn't think about it. But now that you have heard this broadcast, you have no excuse. And if you don't pass that kind of disclaimer through to your own customer, then you are a dope. Don't be a dope. Now, let's say you have the proper disclaimer in place. Your customer calls you and says, our customer, our client got a virus from us and you are providing our malware solution, so this is your fault. Well, at that point, you would politely, professionally say, actually, it isn't our fault. Nothing is 100%, so check the agreement you signed. And that should end that discussion. But you're not going to let me off that easy, right? I mean, you're sitting there going, that never ends the discussion. I mean, what if you don't have an agreement? Or what if your agreement stinks and doesn't have the proper disclaimers in place, right? Or what if they just don't buy it? What if they simply say, I understand nothing is 100%, but you're still at fault. Are you in trouble? Maybe not. Listen, just because your agreement doesn't say that nothing is 100% guaranteed doesn't mean that you have now made a 100% guarantee. Just because you have provided a malware solution to your client doesn't mean that you have now created a duty of care to your client under which you guarantee that all malware will be detected or stopped. And by the way, duty of care, that's the phrase you should focus on. That's sort of a dog whistle to, to plaintiff attorneys. And when they hear that, they will sit up and listen duties of care are subject to a reasonableness standard and it's based on what you promised and what you delivered. If you did not promise 100% effectiveness and you delivered a commercially viable and proper solution and under those circumstances the malware that the customer experienced and passed on to its own client circumvented that solution because you know that's what malware does right it's, it attempts to circumvent solutions well, then I'm telling you, I don't think you breached your duty of care to your customer. So if you're in that situation, ask yourself this. Did you promise a 100% solution? Did your marketing materials promise or strongly imply that you offer a 100% solution? 
Did you email your customer saying, listen, with our service, you never have to worry about malware again? If the answer to those questions, okay, is all always no. No, we didn't promise 100% solution. No, our marketing materials don't imply that. No, we never promised it through email. Then ask yourself this. Did we deliver and maintain the malware solution that was promised, that we, we wrote about in our statement of work, or that we discussed with our client? If you answer yes to that question, then your customer will be very hard-pressed to find a court that will find negligence under those circumstances. You acted reasonably. You gave your client an industry-recognized solution, and the solution was in place. Something got through. That's not negligence. That's life. And in most cases, life doesn't automatically impute liability to a service provider. And if you're caught in that kind of scenario, you call me, and I'll explain it to opposing counsel. So, that's all good news. But that doesn't change the fact that you still need to ensure that proper disclaimers are in place. You need to manage expectations. Do not rely on the hope that a court will use common sense, or that common sense will even prevail. Common sense is great, but sometimes it needs it, it, it seems to be absent when discussions get heated and money is on the line. Make sure your documents have the right disclaimers in place. Make sure that you are managing your customers' expectations. Make sure you are not making, you know, these crazy kind of uh, uh, promises through marketing materials or, or similar, similar uh, uh, marketing uh, strategies that say, trust us, we're going to protect you always 100% of the time. Deliver what you promised, don't overpromise, and you should be safe, even if your own customer ends up infected and infecting its own client. If you have any questions, comments, let me know. Info at bradleygross.com or call me at 954-217-6225. We'll see you on the next Technology Bradcast.